Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you, Pleasant Gaiman with us. Her website is linked up at coasttocoastam.com, but she'd also like you to go to her Instagram, which Lex has posted at coasttocoastam.com as well. Do you practice witchcraft, Pleasant? Yes. But um, I don't do any any. I will not do curses or any kind of spells that would hurt. Somebody. You're a good witch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wish I had a bubble like Glinda. Exactly. <laughs> and ruby slippers. I do have ruby slippers. Oh, do you really? Yes, I do. I made them a long time ago. Um, like I made them exactly like the Judy Garland ones. Now, at what point in your life or career did you start practicing witchcraft? Well, when I was a, when I was about twelve or thirteen, my best friend Joan and I decided we were going to become witches, and um, I ordered this book called um, Potions and Spells of Witchcraft, and uh, when it came, it was, it was, it was like, it was like a witchcraft Bible to me. It had all these beautiful illustrations and, you know, we would try spells out of that. We also used to try to astral project all the time, but I think that was mostly so we could go into David Bowie or Freddie Mercury's house. <laughs> this was like in, in 1973. Did you ever meet Freddie Mercury? Um, I, I wouldn't say that I really met him, but I saw him up close um, 
the, in, the, in that lobby of the Beverly Hilton. Oh, when, he, he was when a, he played there right after I moved to Los Angeles. He was a great talent, wasn't he? He was incredible. And then I never met David Bowie either, but at the Mud Club, this underground sort of punk rock disco in New York. Yeah. Um, he, he, like, there was, it was rumored all night he was going to come in and, um, I knew that he had come in because all these people started running out of the back room, sort of the VIP room, crying. And, and that's like a, a, you know, this, this girl that I knew that was like an insane Bowie freak. And so I went back there because I had left my jacket back there and he was sitting on it. But, <laughs> but I was, I was too shy to, to ask him to get up. I mean, if that would have been me a few years older. I would have just like introduced myself and said, "Hey, you're sitting on my jacket," but I was dumb, dumbfounded because David Bowie. That's right, and have him sign it or something, right? I know, but you know what? With Bowie, and I was hysterical. <laughs> I know we're trying not to be hysterical. Pleasant, what do you think manifestation is, and how does that happen? I think, um, well, manifestation is magic. Manifestation is witchcraft or magic in the you know, in the traditional term, because there is, there's nothing stronger than the power of will. And um, it, it comes from inside you. Like, we can use candles, we can use oils and crystals and all of those things, but that's just to focus our will on, on something that we want to happen. You know, I mean, that that's the way I believe it. I use all those things. I love those things. It's great to stare into a... a, a a candle and do an actual spell, but I've had so many other things manifest just because I said something out loud and, and, um, you know, or, or I wrote it down a million times and then I worked towards it, you know, but I know that, that manifestation, it's, it's, that's like the magician card in tarot. It's, um, it's, it's your will. It's your ability to speak something into reality. How, what would you recommend to people who want to learn how to manifest things in their lives? Um, well, there's a, there's a lot of little things that I would do. One is to make it concrete, like, like really write something down um, over and over if you need to, just like old school homework from grammar school a long time ago when they made you write things like, I will not throw paper airplanes in class. 500 times um just write down what you want put energy towards it every day um if you want to you can make a candle especially for that madam pamita who's a really good friend of mine has a genius book on candle magic and um you know that way you would learn the correspondences you know for you know certain colored candles for certain desires but I have found that writing writing things down makes it concrete, and um, you can also you can write things down and then burn, like write it on a piece of paper and burn it into a uh, burn it into a candle in a fireproof container, like a big pot or something, on the new moon because that's always a good time to start new things. Um, but you really have to learn how to focus your will on something. And a lot of times, if you say something and you really mean it, it, it will just happen in front of you. And and that that happens to me and to other people I know who are psychic with really, really mundane things. Good or bad? 
Um, well, I mean, manifestation, if you want to manifest something, like I don't, I don't manifest anything bad. I want to manifest nice things for people, for my, you know, for others, for myself, for animals, or for, you know how there's like group, group rituals, like there was, there was group rituals amongst witches to, to clear, to clear the, the world of disease during the pandemic. Um, a lot of witches at this, this store that I do readings through called the Green Man, um, my friend and, um, co-producer of my witch burlesque show, which we can go into later, Shana Leilani, her and Monica Soyce. Uh, started doing rituals and we would put them on Instagram and have everybody who was reading it say it at the same time to rid the world of disease, you know? And so things like that, like if you're doing, if you're trying to manifest something bad, I feel like that turns it into a curse, you know? Like if, if you, if you wish something bad upon someone. So I, I only go for the good things and, also, if you're trying to manifest something, it it will never hurt to um to sort of pay for it magically to to give coin like to donate to a charity. It can it can even just be a few pennies or or you know like whatever you have like to to do something good that will that will help. It's sort of like 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 your your ticket to better manifestation. What about dreams and manifesting? Oh my gosh, that that has happened to me all the time. Um, uh, I'll tell I'll tell you the 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 main dreams that I had and how they manifested, and then I will tell people how they can put put their dreams into into real life if they if they work on them enough. So the the first time that I ever remember it really happening was I had a dream about a band of wild women. Um, that we all looked like we all looked like we were a cross between Miss Kitty on Gunsmoke, like an old Wild West saloon girl, yeah, and a female biker, you know. And I saw how it sounded. It sounded like Kitty Wells or Patsy Cline meets the Ramones. And I mean, I saw the whole thing in the dream, and I woke up, and my takeaway was, I have to start a band right now. And I told my roommate Iris. Um, who is who is now actually my book publisher? I said I'm going to start a band, and she said, "What makes you think that you can start a band?" And I said, really indignantly, "Well, if I can get to the to the blue screen of Miss Pac-Man, I could start a band." <laughs> and I didn't even remember that until she told me that like a few months ago. But <laughs> um, but you know, to get to the the screen of a video game or you know like to get to the highest level you have to really work at it and it was the same with the band so the first thing I thought that I needed to do was have a name for it and I called it the screaming sirens because I wanted an all-girl band it would be like the sirens in ancient Greece and drive men to to death and destruction but in a good way in a rock and roll way um and so then I thought I should start this was in 1983 and it was hard to find women in bands at that time, you know. Right. So I thought that the first thing that I should do would be um, get a great female drummer. But the only one that I knew of was someone I hated. And the hate was mutual because we always saw each other at clubs doing horrible, crazy things and getting dragged out by a bouncer because we were rowdy. 
you know, and you were um, rowdy. Oh my goodness, George, you have no idea. <laughs> that'll be a different show. Yes, that'll be a different show. <laughs> um, it was a different show for for quite a few years. <laughs> um, anyway, so I hated this girl, um, but I got her phone number because I'd seen her playing in other bands, and I called her up, and I was like, um, I said, "Hi." This is pleasant. And the phone was dead silent. And, and I was like, what are you doing? She didn't know whether to hang up or what, right? Yeah. Yeah. She had no idea. I said, what are you doing? And she said, in a really mean voice, folding laundry. And I said, oh, would you like to start a band with me? <laughs> and um, she said, well, what do you mean? And I started telling her about my ideas for the band. And then. She said, okay, let's meet tomorrow. And we met. And then, um, like, at first we were circling each other like wolves, getting ready to tear each other apart. And then, <laughs> and then we became best friends. And so uh, about two years into the band, I asked her, um, why did you even, like, want to meet me? And she said, because I thought the whole fact that you called was the sickest, craziest thing I could think of. So, um Anyway, the band became the Screaming Sirens. We got signed to a record deal. We toured all over North America. We had songs and movie soundtracks. Good for um, you. We were in, yeah, so that was the first manifestation. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i used to have so many men 
how this beguiling woman in her 50s she looked like a million bucks with zero qualifications she had a harvard plaque tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents she's got all of these maseratis and bentleys all in the driveway is it like a mansion yes it's a mansion that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And then the second one came about, it came about 12 years, I guess, after that one. I... I I thought that I needed to belly dance. I had no idea why. No one in my family did it. And I know, George, are you are you Lebanese, right? I'm Lebanese, that's right. I know all about belly dancing. Yes, I know you do. Um, Not that I belly dance. Uh, yeah, but you could if you wanted. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I would pay to see that. <laughs> but um, anyway, so... I just kept, um, I was calling studios all over asking if there was, a, you know, belly dancing anywhere, and, and um, I couldn't find any. And then I finally met someone and started taking some classes, and then, um, then things started moving really, really fast. Um, I kept thinking, I need to go to Egypt to study belly dance, and that was all I could concentrate on was how am I going to get to Egypt. Oh, you wanted the authentic stuff, didn't you? Oh, my goodness, yes, because this was an obsession that that knew no bounds. Um, my father used to write for National Geographic when I was really tiny, and I remember cutting out a picture in one of the National Geographics of a belly dancer in Turkey, and I still had it in my wallet as an adult, as someone in their late 20s. That was that was that was when this happened. So I kept trying to, you know, like, how am I going to get to Egypt? That was the only thing I could think of. And then a, a couple came up to me, um, a female couple that were friends of mine, and um, they said, "We have a proposition for you." Um, I just got accepted into a master's program that I thought I wasn't going to be accepted into, um, but we had a trip booked to Greece. If I pay for your, if I give you my plane ticket, because you could do that in those days, they were paper tickets. If I give you my plane ticket, will you go with her? Can you pay your your expenses? And I said yes. And then I turned to her girlfriend and said, um, "Do you have any interest in going to Egypt?" And she said, "Oh, I always wanted to go to Egypt." So I called the airline and changed the tickets to include Egypt. And off we went. And then, she, um, you manifested these things, didn't you? Completely. And then also I manifested a place to stay in Egypt, and that, that's another synchronicity. I was letting this Swiss rock and roll roadie stay at my house because it had been broken into, and I wanted a man around. And he heard me talking on the landline about Egypt, and he said his brother had just moved to Cairo to work for Swiss Air. And um, he said, I'll call him because he's a workaholic. He'll give you his car and his driver and and that's what he did. And then when he saw the place that we were staying at in Cairo, he let us, um, he invited us to stay at his house. Uh, my late father was born there. 
We're not Egyptian, but that's where he was born. Oh, in Cairo? Yep. 19, 1923, a long wow. time ago. Have you have you been there, George? Nope, never have. But uh, oh, it's magical! It's magical. I've been there several, several times. So anyway, I stayed. I stayed in Cairo. My son went home, and I stayed there. And when I came home, I'd been seeing dancers every night, taking lessons. And I I came home and started working. And I mean, first of all, who starts a dance career with no training when they're thirty? That's what I did. And then I just worked and worked and worked. And within a few years, I started touring all over the world and to teach and perform belly dance. It still blows my mind. Every, every time that I was um, about to go on stage, I would just thank the universe because it was so unbelievable. Where, where does synchronicity play a role in your life? It's huge. It's all, it's all the time. I have to, I'll even tell you this. Okay, so... The, the night before uh, Lisa called me, I was listening to Coast to Coast, and um, I just I just said out loud, I need to be on Coast to Coast. And then Lisa Ryan called me the next morning. My executive producer. Yeah, I asked her. It was uh, I, I I out of the out of the blue. She called you. Yes. She called. She called me for such a. She she called me and and the the voice message said she'd been cleaning out her inbox and she saw a time that was ten years ago when we had spoken. But wow! And she said, I don't think I ever had you on the show. And then I called her back and I, and yeah, it was crazy. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at one a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.